Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and here with uh, the Division Series champion, ooh, 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 uh, ooh. Chris Valente. Chris, hello and congratulations. Oh, thanks, Rob. Uh, you had a lot to do with it. Not that you had anything to do with it. No, uh, I had everything to do with it. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. I said you and I both had something to do with it. We cheered hard on uh, the Red no, Sox team. When no, they... no, we get more credit than that. People always say, "Oh, it's not like you played." Well, one, you worked for the AAA team that supplied a lot of the players who played here and afforded those opportunities for the said players to rehab. I think what well, we counted like fourteen guys. We saw the there equipment managers. Sh- there was a shitload. Yeah, we saw our. Uh, we, we, so we went to the Red Sox game on uh, the Yankees game, right? Yep. And uh, we saw our uh, our our clubhouse guys. And they said like 14 people out of 25, 26 man roster were in, in Worcester w- at in one Worcester point at this some year. point during this year. Yeah. Half yeah. the team. So you had a you had a lot to do with it. I put a lot of money in the bo- in the bank to afford these players. So yeah, we we, <laughs> we definitely are contributing, contributing to the ALDS champs. Hopefully ALCS and hopefully uh, one more ring so I can keep one instead of to give them all to my kids. So um, one. Um, when I was at Fen, we went to Fenway, and thank you very much again for the uh, invitation. We had a great time. Um, Blast! It, it was, was the first game I actually like sat in the stands and like enjoy with we someone's the whole company. Thing. We watched the whole game. We were a fan. I like had to go around for a couple quick like hellos, but overall, I got to sit in the in the ballpark and just watch the game. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen Fenway in as electric as I have. Um, in a in, in a long time, right? Like I've been to World Series. Luckily, I've, it sounds bragging, but luckily I've been able to go to World Series games and other uh, uh, you know playoff games. But man, that place was rocking uh, when we went for the uh, Yankees game. It blew away 2018 Yankee Series. It probably hasn't been that loud since 13 with the whole marathon thing. Yeah, right. But. This whole past week, <laughs> this past week, COVID. Um, I don't this, have COVID. I was just freaking. Yeah, you, have, you have a vi- They told you you have a viral infection that may lead you to have cough and runny nose. <laughs> you should get a new doctor. doctor. <laughs> the doctor said uh, you're fine. You should get a new doctor. I went to the doctor. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. Yeah, you're, you're, this virus, you have this virus and you're going to cough and you're going to have a runny nose. I, I don't know. What could that be called? Um, Shut down the world a couple years ago for a year or so. So no, this past week, the stadium has been electric. Is the perfect word that you used? I, the the fans are up on every pitch, every hit, every play, every strikeout, every two strikes. Like the place is rocking. And then when we won both the walk off and extra innings, when Vasquez hit the ball, I thought Fenway was going to come down. The place, <laughs> and then the bleachers on both nights, the last two games against the Rays, after we won. Stayed in the bleachers for at least a good hour after the game, and we're just partying and dancing and celebrating. So, let's go back to Sunday. The Pats are awful all day long, looking like they're going to lose. Right? They had the one o'clock game. Everyone was down around Fenway early because they were all out watching football at the bars. Everyone's getting tuned up pretty good. The Pats win. They come into the Red Sox game. They're already like feeling good about themselves. And then it goes 13 frickin' innings of, yeah, like, right. stressed baseball. Everyone's, like, th- 
three sheets to the wind by the time probably the fourth <laughs> inning rolled around. But it's also a much, I'll say this, it's a much, much younger crowd than I've seen lately at these type of, like, playoff games. That's good. That's it's good. great. It's fantastic. It's a good thing for baseball. It's a good thing for us, the Red Sox. And it's a and it was actually I was talking to the CMO today, um, Grossman, and it was like we made a conscious effort with these nine dollars student nines to get more people like like wet their beak a little bit, right? Come, we we had a I think it was like a three hundred percent increase in student nine tickets bought this year. Really, people are which, dying to go out. People which also led to, to our most ejections ever. Probably, Probably. <laughs> so it it did. Um, but they kind of like got hooked onto this team, and then the playoffs rolled around, and they came. And they partied. I mean, I put out that video on her Instagram with uh, DJ Khaled with All I Do Is Win. I mean, if, if the the unison that the hands are going up and like it's like, what is where am I? Like it was it was a raucous party. And the two dramatic wins, this pretty much slapped the Yankees around. That game was never really close, even though no, it, it was not. the score was close to be, but it never felt close. Wasn't it that close? I mean, didn't they? Wasn't no, it was, six to one? Yeah, but no. Remember, it was three to one. He threw the guy out the plate, and the place went. It was would have been three that, two. That place was awesome. And then at the, the bottom of the ninth, though, they hit the home run and they hit the one to the wall, and it's like, oh, geez, oh man, this is an oh yeah, game. yeah. Gallo flat out as um to make us even get a little bit scarier, but yeah, no, it's been an amazing week for baseball. I think the Red Sox, speaking specifically to our opportunity right now with the Pats a little bit on the downslide, have an opportunity to reclaim Boston. And they're kind of seizing it. This team is something, something's going on with this team. They're definitely not the best team, but they are finding ways and scrappy ways to win. And likable, a likable team. Big time. They're Boston. They're a Boston, like Kyle Schwerber, like just fits on the great pickup by Heimblum. But even like Verdugo and everything has kind of ingrained himself into, uh, into the into the city, so it's been it's been good to see. Kike Hernandez has was a absolute rocket. He went seven for seven. I saw that, and it was, he uh, he was just playing out of his mind. So Corbell, so Corbell is my partner, by the yeah. way. So they they sent on before as the official champagne and bubbly of the Boston Red Sox, like with no anticipation that would be popping bottles as much. We've been pop, we've we've now popped two things of bottles, and I don't, I don't know if you saw the Kike Hernandez. Um, press conference where after last the other night after the game he pulled a Ronaldo like they had the two Gatorade bottles out in front of the mics because it's the MLB partner he he walks in with the Corvell bottle takes the Gatorade bottles moves them out of the way slams the Corvell bottle down takes a big swig and puts it right there in front of him like yes yes Kike <laughs> that's amazing I, I, my sponsors I were like sent- very happy oh yes 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 I'll put that on our I'll put that on our social channel so um but to talk on the business side, right? I'm not just here watching baseball games, right? As much as I'd love to say I was. Yeah, so what the hell have you been doing? Drinking champagne, Kiki Hernandez, yeah, that's what I've heard. Pretty much. Uh no, we 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 leverage we leverage these games, right? These are high emotional, high sought after tickets. We we bring in prospects, we bring in renewals, we bring in partners. Like this is what it's all about. Like you get to the playoffs, everybody wants to come all of a sudden. It's amazing how that happens. Yeah, um right. But no, we, we use it to drive new business, and you you're you're still working. You're 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 having dinner beforehand, and you're talking about stuff, and you're getting people amped up. And they you couldn't have asked for three better home games. We won all three, and they're all exciting. So the weather was great too. The weather's been amazing, and it's like sixty. So no, it's been a very good, prosperous run to date. And at this point, it's kind of a gravy train, right? Right. Everything from here is you make it to the ALCS. 
that's a successful season regardless yeah, of what happens. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, of course. And I love to see the Corbell thing. I think I posted it on our Instagram about them uh, popping bottles. Um, not that Kike thing, but another one. And uh, it's awesome. That's really, really uh, – it's almost like you got to pinch yourself moment, right? you got to think about, like, the time that you were being yelled at by what's-his-name in Albany for, you know, having too many, like, fan meters. Oh, my God, yeah. For too noise many. meters. Not, no, noise not meters. enough. Not enough. Not enough noise meters. Not enough noise meters. <laughs> Give me more noise meters! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't hear you because you're... The scoreboard's going to break. <laughs> Amazing. The, the place is too loud. The, the 1,500 people here on Wednesday night are screaming way too loud. No one can hear. <laughs> no one can hear. Yeah, we used to get. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. On a Wednesday night, Wednesday when we saw a Wednesday night game on the schedule, because it's it's the middle of the it's it's the school night, right? And hockey, and we yeah. would. What do you think we would get like in house on average on a Wednesday night? Twelve hundred people. In house is like seven fifty, eight hundred. Yeah. Twelve hundred tickets out. It's just it's just brutal. Like it's there's nothing, there's nothing you can do to get people to go out on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock to a minor league hockey game. In Albany, New York. <laughs> yeah, just... when it's in December. Right, because right, like... there's no you give no groups. So there's no kids. The no one's bringing their kid to a seven o'clock minor league hockey game on a Wednesday night. Right, like it's just you're screwed. But the ticket sales director will sell you on when you're trying to get a job there, saying like, "We're gonna reach out to the community. You're gonna oh, be in." Uh, we talked about that a month or two ago. You're gonna reach out to the community, and man, you're gonna impact our lives. No, just get. People here on Wednesdays to Albany in you know, and it's twenty six degrees outside. I'm trying to find this tweet. All right, I, got, I found it. I gotta um, I'll retweet it on our. What are you I'll looking for? The Kike Hernandez. Uh, the Kike thing. Hernandez. Thing? That's what I was gonna do. Um, you're trying to find a noise meter. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. You give me flashbacks. Um, so yeah, no. Overall, you have PTSD right now. Oh you're, my God, you have. You're looking for your like walkie-talkie. No, honestly, and like this is we're we're in a sharing space. Some of the stories you were telling, <laughs> you're in a safe space, Chris. I want to no, and I'm you're I'm bringing you into the safe space. Some of the oh, stories geez. that you were telling me towards the end of your your end of tenure at, at Worcester were literally making me, and I, I think I, I couldn't go to bed without cracking up. Like <laughs> to my like, I was telling Rachel, I was like, "Do you remember what I used to deal with?" Like, and I'm like, "I can't imagine being in Rob's shoes right now at 39, having the same situation I had when I was 29, and being like, what am I doing? Like, this See, can't be my life.' This is this shows how much smarter you are than me. I was like, I should probably go find something else to do, and I'm like, Nah, I'm gonna stay in this for like ever. No, no, you're, at least you, you didn't hit the midlife thing yet, though. So you're good. You got out before midlife. No, I'm pretty sure that that was a midlife, the uh, midlife uh, crisis always sounds too much, but like midlife uh, questioning. No, but the, 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 the one key thing that you brought up at the very end, and we don't have to say it specifically, that made me just be like, I would have been like, no, I'm sorry. I got to go. Like, I can't do Like at 29, it would have been brutal to deal with. At 39, like, I'm out. Like, see you later. It's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. sorry. If you're going to tell me I'm going to walk by and see my employees playing the tambourine on the middle of the fucking day, <laughs> I'm like, this is not real life. Oh, no. I'm I out. Do it. I'm out. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Hence what anyway, you did. You're out. You're out. I'm, I'm out. I'm having hitting, a good time at Top hitting, uh, hitting Golf. Good time, at, good time at, top, uh, at Top Golf. Good oh. time at uh, Top Golf. Top Golf's going good. 
What are you trying to do? You don't know how to do Twitter? I figured it out. I got it now. Yeah, you you, so you talk you. you you talk and I'll I'll, I'll tweet. <laughs> right. Uh, I do talk better uh, than tweet. I'm not very good at that. Anyway, so there was two things that you wanted to talk about, right? You said you have an email that I have no idea what you're talking about that you wanted to share. Yeah. And then also you had a nice, uh, you had a networking call in which you wanted to get my thoughts on. So uh, you direct us after uh, you tweet. I, we'll, we'll go to the, no, I, I can I can type in, I can type in talk. Because um, I, I got to find the, why is this now? Jesus, Lord, technology. When you don't work, it's it's brutal. Um, all right, so I had a, a UMass student reach out to discuss breaking into the industry, junior in college, looking for the path to go down, right? Has done some, uh, whatchamacallit, um, internships. internships. Yeah, those things, those things. Uh, some internships along Your the way. Your mind is fried right now. Uh, yeah, I'm mentally, I'm mentally drained, but just preparing for tomorrow night's four and a half hour of just stress and then being wired. Like I come home and you're just so wired and you just can't go to sleep because you just went through like right. a complete battle of just emotions throughout that those two games. But anyway, so um, UMass, UMass uh, current student, go UMass. So <sighs> we're talking and he's telling me, he's like, I've already figured out what I don't want to do. And I'm like, great. Because I asked the question, like, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I know what I don't want to do. I said, that's half the battle. So what don't you want to do? He's like, I don't really want to be in marketing. I was like, wow, that's like the first person in the history of <laughs> networking calls who said I don't you're, want to be in marketing. You're the one. So I was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to be an assistant coach. And I was like, okay, um, in what? And he's like, in, in, in basketball. I said, okay, great. That's, that's amazing that you know you want to do that, but – why are you doing marketing internships and so forth? And he's like, well, some of the advice I've been told is like, and he said these exact words, just get my foot in the door. And then from there, you can figure it out. And I was like, buddy, I'm going to tell you that might work out every once in a while for on the business side. There is no one in the history of sports front offices or general managers or assistant coaches who was slinging tickets and then all of a sudden was coaching the team the next year. <laughs> like I can you that's imagine some of I was the like, worst advice I've ever heard of in my life. Right. I was like I who? think I have one I think one person has done that. Eric Spolstra. Well I was gonna say, well his dad, but his dad's is a long time uh sports But did guy. I was I don't think Eric ever did the business side. I have to look it, him up, but I thought he he was in like the video room or something. No, he was he was doing basketball right. operations. He wasn't. He was his dad was a nice. business god. Like he was one of the original yeah, slinging tickets. Yeah, so he like founded like ticket sales essentially. His dad, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, him, uh, um, yeah, I've studied his uh, like books. But was he the he was he to sell, sell the last seat in the house? How to sell the, was that his book? Yeah, they. Uh, uh, what's his name? Him and. Uh, Man, his name's escaping me. Anyway, um, God, what the hell's his name? Delay, Steve Delay. Um, Steve Delay, yeah. Steve, him and Steve Mandalay, Delay. Mandalay Properties, yep. Yeah, wrote the book on how, literally books, I've read them, uh, on how to sell tickets. So, the Ultimate Toolkit, it's called. When I heard yeah. this, the first person I thought of was like you. I was like, you, you got to go listen to Front Office Features because. So, it's the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. 
Right. I was like, who told you this, that you should be getting your foot in the door? You want to be a coach. If you, I was like, look, man, I'm not, I'm not going to be real with you. The path to get in the sports industry is tough as it is. It's a grind, right? Like, you got to be sacrificial. To become a coach, 10 times even harder, right? There's, how, there's only so many coaches out there. There's only so many opportunities. You're going to have to go. You got to go be the grad assistant. Right. I told him that. Like, you got to work. You got to be working at your current school within the operations department. You need to be maybe going to Latvia to get like experience. Like if you've never played, if you didn't play. You've got to be the grad assistant on the yes. team, right? You've got to be the grad assistant and do whatever the hell that they tell you. Well, to. he said he was getting frustrated because all the, the people that he was talking to and networking with were told him, if you're not an MIT or Yale data analyst, you have no shot anymore. Yeah, I don't buy that. I said that too. I said that's that's definitely becoming the front offices, but that doesn't mean they're all the coaches. Yeah, right. There's still people that are going to teach you how to shoot a jump shot, and the MIT guy's not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, not typically, yes. <laughs> no, I've played baseball against them. They have no chance. <laughs> yes, they're too smart. They're, they're overthinking the game. That's when you're, you're not supposed so to think of I'll baseball. say this. So I used to, for the new people to the podcast, I used to play baseball at Springfield College uh, in Springfield, Massachusetts. D3 school. We used to play uh, WPI and MIT, and at the time, they were the worst. They were just the really smart kids who all got 1600s on their uh, SATs, but you would beg, beg, beg to pitch for me. I would beg to pitch against MIT because it was such a stat patter game. Uh, that is like, oh, my ERA is creeping up there. I got roped by Wheaton. Yep. But uh, I need to pitch against MIT to bring that thing down Gotta a little bit. Bring that baby right on down. But apparently over the last, like, call it 10, no, not 10 years, five years, ten, seven years, I don't know, something like that, MIT started, like, recruiting guys, and now they're, like, sick. So now they're, like, really smart and really good at baseball. So we're yeah that's that's an interesting it's like a, a rocket chemist baseball player, yeah basically they don't usually and go together. before they were just rocket scientists we like we always would joke over the, like uh, at the games be like that guy's gonna be my boss but I'm gonna beat his ass today. <laughs> I mean yeah I, I just don't know where you typically find baseball players don't usually equal rocket scientists (laughs) you get the whole country though right like springfield college has just had this little you know uh area in which they would recruit from yeah mit you recruit from the world so yeah that's true find the rocket scientist baseball player that makes sense that makes sense um well so anyway some of the worst advice i think i've ever been you've ever uh that was ever given at some point was Oh, I want to be a coach. All right, yeah, go sling tickets. So, or so that's what I want to ask you. You you kind of just started to disparage on this. You said go be a grad assistant. What What is the path to becoming a coach or a scout? Every time I've ever seen this was someone who goes and uh, becomes a the grad assistant, right? They go to grad school and like the old, uh, in my time, right, the old baseball coaches that I've had, uh, they became grad assistants. Um, one of my old ex-teammates, baseball, right? I'm just going to say baseball because I think this story translates in other sports. Um, he was a college teammate of mine. I, I forget if he went to Springfield for grad or di- uh, went somewhere else, but he uh, was no, he went to um, I don't know, somewhere out in, in Connecticut, and uh, became a grad assistant, assistant coach, assistant coach, assistant coach, grad assistant. 
<coughs> excuse me, and um, then just got his opportunity maybe three or four years ago uh, to be a head coach at uh, Nichols. His name's Tim Mayo, great guy. And so Mayo now is uh, the head coach at Nichols, right? And Nichols College is in Mass. And he got his head, he got, that's where he got his chance, right? And he's a year older than me, so he's probably 40 or 41. And, you know, who knows how he could stay at Nichols forever. Or, you know, he could kind of take that D3 job and then D1 job and then take that D1 job to a bigger D1 job, right? And that's how a lot of these things happen, right? Like, uh, you go look at many of these things is that they, they were a, a grad assistant. Go look at any football coach, right? We were just talking about the uh, the new coach of the Chargers. And he's like, yeah, he was a grad assistant here and then became offensive coordinator here and then got his opportunity in uh, the NFL here. And that matters. So, like, if I want to be a coach, great, go for it. I definitely think that you got to go grad assistant role. And I think you've got to be very careful about where you end up, right? Like, who's the coach? What does their network look like? Um, so that you have the best opportunity to take it to the next level. Does that make sense? For sure. And the other thing I told them, and especially from the analytics overcoming that, because our boy Mike Scott, we were talking about before, we haven't heard from Mike in a while. Hey, Mike. Hope uh, DC's doing doing you well. Uh, while you're at UMass, and this is where he is, you, rather than going maybe to that party, you should be doing arbitration cases. You should be doing contract like breakdowns, assessments of players, scouting reports, right? Like you need to put something on paper so when you reach out to and network with these operations folks in the front office or GMs or AGMs or coaches, you can say, here's my work, here's my assessment of J.R. Smith uh, when he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers, here's my ranking, here's my grade, here's now my... Now collegiate like, golfer. Right, collegiate golfer. Um, that's where people are going to separate themselves from the pack where they say, I, I just want to do this. But I can show you I can do it because I've already done it without even having the job. Like that's a difference maker between people who are going to get those roles and can totally. show they understand the game and can teach the game and can assess the game versus like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge basketball fan. I just want to work in basketball. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but I think, too, I would, you've got to go look at a grad assistant role. No, that's yeah. – there's no – I mean, uh, you've you got to – You have to do that. Right. My, I think what, we what's the other option? It. What's the other option? You gotta just get lucky with an internship like with the Houston Texans, like you, right? <laughs> just like. Well, Jesus Christ, I wasn't gonna be a, uh, a a coach or anything. No, but that could lead that could lead down that path. Like you were in the uh, right, but you you weren't you didn't take a sales job and be like, oh, oh I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go like all of a sudden end up in the front office with like t talking about who the players are, right? Like it's yeah, right, right, right. Like right. there's no ticket sales job in the world that's gonna locate you all of a sudden in a a front office operations role on the team side. It's just not gonna yeah, happen. Not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's no, you have to. Be, you'd have to become team president for you to have both angles of the side. You're getting blown up right now. Uh, it, I should turn around. Thing, yeah, it's from an old client in um, from Pawtucket, uh, not Pawtucket, Worcester, and uh, he said I was sitting at a bar having dinner, uh, and two guys next to me are carrying on about how uh, about Top Golf and how cool it is. Oh, just so get the number. Text me that. <laughs> yeah. no. like, do they work for a business and do, do they, they work need, for a business uh, with money yeah do they work for a business with money lots of money um 
So that's my suggestion to that guy. <clears throat> Jesus. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> just, the, the, Jesus Crystal. Jesus Crystal Ball. Um, so the email. We got a good email. Oh, good. Good email. Good to get good emails. Would you like to read it, or is this just a good email? Like, hey, I had a I had a wonderful day today. The weather was nice. It was a pretty. Uh, I'll read it. <clears throat> Why not? We're here. Uh, so, hi Chris. Hi. I hope this email finds you well. The reason I'm reading this because we haven't done this in a while. It's always good to pat ourselves on the back every once in a while. Remind us why we do this, right? I just wanted to reach out with a career update and where I'm at in my job search at this point in time. When I initially contacted you, I was inquiring about the Red Sox Finance Co-op, which hosted by, annually by the team. Although I was never contacted for a potential interview. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris. You really helped me on that no, one. Uh, no, I, no, 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 uh, no. The team had later posted a full-time staff account pit position, which was much more suited for me as I've graduated in May. And this is when I helped connect them. I reached out to Molly Harris about the opening. After a solid preliminary conversation about the role and responsibilities, she informed me that they hoped to fill the position as soon as possible and that my standing as a college student was difficult to work around. I was discouraged, but didn't allow this to determine in my job search. That happens a lot. With that said, I continued networking and pursuing other opportunities, to which I came across a staff accountant position with the Boston Celtics. After applying, I contacted their head of finance planning, and I'm now slated for my first interview on Friday. I've listened to both front office feature episodes pertaining to how I should approach my interview, and I'm grateful that the podcast has been such a helpful resource for myself and others looking to break into the industry. I will contact you early next week regarding how the, my interview goes, and I appreciate all the help and advice over the past few months. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to connecting next week. Best ah, very nice. Will. Hey, good, his name's Will, you said? We will. Yeah, Bentley. Will. Go, Will go. and Bentley. Bentley just pounds out finance people, by the way. Their business, yeah, Bentley and Babson just rock. Pound, just pound out good business kids. They do. Anyway, Will, great job. Uh, I'm so, I'd be anxious to hear how you found out about front office features. It's just interesting to me. And then um, good luck with the with the C's. I, I saw a post uh, on he LinkedIn. Worked, no, he, worked for you. He, he worked for you guys. What's his, uh, Will, uh. Highburger. Uh, huh? He worked for where? The Woo Sox. Did he know? So under Matt Levin. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not your department, so it's not. You can't. You, you're no, not. I've met, I think I've talked to Will. I've talked to Will. I've talked to Will. Because he got that. I think I talked to Will. Yeah, I talked to Will because he uh, talked about it before. Yes, I have talked uh, to Will. So Will. Good to hear from you. Again. I was going down the chain to figure out I could answer your question. I was like, I, I know, I now, I now know how he found out about it. He worked for the Usox. Um, yeah, he worked for the with Doctor Charles and Larry and Levin. It says so. Great. Yeah, but that's that's a good email. It's a great email. So Will, thank you very much. I'm glad I know uh, who. You, yeah, I definitely remember Will. I, uh, he took a different. Yeah, Will was great. Um, I, I, I'm not giving you any type of shit for forgetting interns, by the way, because... I was I, the worst at that, especially with not being in the office, and the only thing I cared about was selling stuff at the time. So the staff accountant intern, I'm sorry, I didn't pay a lot of attention to them. No, I... I was I, so I worried about other things. I understand that. There's, that's that's not a that's not a black eye on you for that one. If it was I your, have lots if of you black eyes. If you were directed work, work directly for you in the past year, that'd be a little different. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a Ooh. chance... 
Or, yeah, or Will oh. wasn't very good. <laughs> and I'm also the worst with names, which is a horrible trait to have as a guy who sells things for a living. But I'm just bad at it. But if I see your face, I'll never forget your face. You know what's funny? And I, I always, I'm bad at names right after I meet the person. Yeah, like right. Like, like four different people introduce themselves to me. Like, I don't know. There's I don't people who can do it. Those. They remember all four of them. I'm like, how do you do that? But they have to mentally like, can like. Mentally... There's definitely a trick. There's definitely a trick. But you have to pay attention, and I I don't typically pay attention well. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> hey, so you'll know if I don't know your name. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, well, I haven't seen you in forever, brother. How are you? What's up, bud? Bud, big guy. I'm a big big guy fan. <laughs> Big guy. Uh, big big guy? guy. Hey, what's, what's up, big, big guy? guy? What if they're a little guy? They're always a big guy. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Uh, I'm just yeah. really bad at it. Really bad at No, it's uh, the names. it's the meeting the, the all new people <clears throat> at the one like, oh, here's this person, here's this person. I'm like, oh, I can't remember these four people's names. And it's not fair because they only have to remember one of mine. And there's like four or five of them. I'm like, damn it. Like yeah, I don't I, remember I all suck, the names, and I have a, I'm, I'm usually wearing a name badge because it's a stupid badge we gotta wear at work. So like, if they forget my name, it's right there on my chest. Where like these people aren't. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I struggle, I struggle with that. But I appreciate Will's email, and uh, I am thankful that uh, that he reached out. Um, but the worst advice I ever heard, I think, in a long time was, uh, why don't you go into the marketing department? That'll help you make be a better coach it's just so stupid it's like it's like annoying it's annoyingly stupid it's a, like it's who says like, that i don't know anyway that's uh get your foot just, in the door Poor it's Adam. ridiculous uh it is ridiculous to me that is. it is really 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 dumb you see uh um and in, in in sports business news seat geek merged with um billy bean spac i did Ball? see that yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I just was, uh, I just was I, reading that. When you and I were talking about fanatics, I was always, I was always saying like SeatGeek to me seemed like a fanatics target of acquisition to get into the. T- like, remember, I kept saying they should be in tickets. You did, and then uh, fanatics comes out and saying they're looking at RSNs, regional sports networks for the uh, people understand what the acronym is. So like Nesson, like yes, like all of those, right? Remember what Comcast just sold a bunch of them, or to Disney, or something like that. I forget what the uh, NBC Sports one of those just all switched not too long ago. Um, there's the money in that, man. The Bally, the Bally Sports, you mean? Bally, yeah, yeah, Bally's Bally. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yep. so that's um, it's an interesting, yep, 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 in- yep, yep. interesting weird, weird partnership. I know all the behind the scenes on that. So when the when Disney bought Fox. Disney got all the RSNs as part of that, right? They weren't allowed to keep them, so they had to sell them off. And then um, the right-wing company, news media company that that owns all these local news stations bought them. And then they sold the naming rights to the station to Bally's as a marketing deal to rename the broadcast station. It's, it's a very odd, like, situation. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's like the Bally Sports Network. Bally's doesn't own it. They're just the name of it through a marketing deal. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's smart for Bally's who's trying to do Oh, excuse me. Too many baseball games. Um marketing for sports betting, right? So like once you own the network, you can just integrate your app and stuff into the game. <laughs> so you, yeah, right. I guess yeah, just 
you own it's an exclusive deal. Yeah. Saw so. something today uh, that the sports betting spend uh, that they anticipate uh, leveling off here pretty soon. In terms of sponsorship, yeah, it's well, it has to. Um, eventually, you just you have to start turning to profit, right? Like as a company, and especially when you're public, so you got to start on the path back towards profitability. And, and like, look, there's a, there's a lot of like small competitors coming into the market and like dipping their toes in. I've said this forever. It's gonna be like there's gonna be like four, right? There'll be four, and then there'll be like little, really small ones that can maybe do stuff here and there. But the big four, there'll be the big four, and that's that's it. Like it's the same thing in Europe. There's like a big four, and they all get swallowed up in like conglomerates, and eventually just become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know if you saw the news. DraftKings made an offer to buy a European sports book for like twenty three billion. Um, Engage, which is the this is the crazy part. So. That company owns 50% of BetMGM, which is MGM's um, mobile arm for sports betting. Right. So MGM Resorts does not own BetMGM outright. They're co-partners with this um, company, and BetMGM is that company, but it's not under the MGM umbrella. In that offer, DraftKings would be buying BetMGM but then have to probably spin it to MGM so MGM can control and own their whole entire sports betting platform. Crazy. I did not know the last half of that, though, but I did see the offer. Yes. So as the sports betting world turns and as people are making... And like, that's just DraftKings' just play to go international, right? Like you just buy... Rather than try and launch into countries, you just buy something that's already there. It's much quicker and efficient. They already have the licenses. They already have the books. They already have all that stuff. DraftKings comes in, and now they have a European sports book. Yeah, and they all the technology and all of the back end that makes that go, and how they can leverage what they do. Right. So, yeah, I mean, look, the 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 the, the it's not going to slow down in terms of the growth of these companies because they still haven't even turned on the states they need to turn on in the U.S. Yeah, right, like DraftKings based in Massachusetts, and they yeah. haven't turned on Massachusetts. Still can't too. turn on Massachusetts. I'm really hoping that happens soon. Um, like, New York hasn't fully gone mobile. California, Texas, like, Florida. Those are the states that they go on. That's massive amounts of revenue. Texas ain't ever happening. I think it will because I think I think there's, the teams want it. And, like, Jerry Jones runs that, like, right? Like, so if Cuban and Jerry Jones and all them There's want it. so conservative yeah but they i just don't think that i don't think sports betting is like like weed i could see not ever turning on but like sports betting yeah i guess so it doesn't like they have casino i mean they're gamblers right like they don't they don't mind that yeah there's in the state's kind of purple now right it's not it's not as red as it used to be it's not as red as it used to be but uh but that's based on a very small geographic part of it right it's only in the the hubs cities of the cities right but that's who got yeah I, I think sports <clears throat> betting, i mean i don't think it's going on anytime soon but i think the sports teams see it as such a revenue op like opportunity that jerry and cuban and all those guys will be pushing for it big time yeah they're smart and they understand they where the money's at they haven't and they haven't and they have influence yes they absolutely absolutely have influence i find the sports betting business just interesting i do i just find it interesting i i uh how it all works and all that stuff. I'm not a big sports gambler, uh, but uh, I do like uh, 
I do like the business side of it because they would build those casinos, Chris, with losers' money. So when I was going to the Pats Bucks game, ninety percent of the money was on. Yes, I've had an interesting two weeks of sporting events. Ninety um, percent of the money was on the Bucks to cover because the spread was low, and I was like. When that ever happens, you usually want to go the other way because they don't build those casinos by losing, right? Right. And there's a reason why the spread was the spread, and they were right. They're, Bucks didn't cover. Bucks did not cover. Ninety percent of the money on the Bucks, and it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's crazy. I will say this, but putting a little bit of money on um, on it is fun, right? I do. I, de- I definitely find it enjoyable. Um, and, uh, I bet way, way less than I used to. Like when I was in college, I'd do it all the time. I had no it, money in college. Like I had, you know, a couple, maybe a hundred or two dollars, a hundred to two hundred dollars in the bank, and I was like, I'm the richest man ever right now. <laughs> I'd be checking my thing. It's like, I have eighteen dollars in the account. Like that, that, the ATM down the road will give me tens. The one here only gives me twenties. We got to go down to that ATM because I can get tens <laughs> out of that one. It's so, so freaking poor. So you don't go negative. Um, I I actually had a lot of money in college, and it was because I worked awful jobs in the summer that paid well, but also like like landscaping, HVAC. Like I made pretty good money and busted it in the summer to not have to really worry about money at college. Good for you. I, I didn't was, like. I didn't. It wasn't like my parents were like floating me with tons of like. It wasn't that. It was like I would go make a lot of money in the summer, and then have it for college where I could like, not have to work while I was at college. Probably just wasn't a very good. I screwed around too much. <laughs> I just did. I did. Just I mean, did. I, I was just did. I was screwing around. Um, especially when I was screwing around when I was at college. When I was at home for the summer, I was I was working. But no. Um, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Nothing that important. I literally Nothing. just forget what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> Neither do I. At the oh, moment. the oh sports betting. We're talking about sports, sports betting. Yeah, right, we Vegas and gambling. Yeah, I was like, why? How do we get on this? Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no. I the, the industry. This is how you run a podcast, folks. This is a master class of how to run a podcast. You know what though? I've been I've been in the car a lot more lately, and I haven't I haven't been listening to podcasts like I used to because I just. I don't know what I haven't. I don't have a podcast listening because I wasn't like into them any right now because I haven't been yeah. commuting. So I'm listening to the radio. Like this is kind of what a radio show sounds like now. Just sit around what, like this guy talk. Just yeah, right. Because that's what pod podcasts have become so popular. Yeah, um, but yeah, we can stop talking about sports betting. That's enough sports betting talk. <laughs> I've got nothing that's, left. To your DraftKings stories a, a week or two ago were fantastic. But, I've got uh, more back there in the mind somewhere. If they if they come out, I'll, I'll I'll try and remember them. But there's there's some there's some good ones. Um, and I had dinner with those guys the other night to celebrate the big partnership with with our, our Nesson folks. Um, whenever that finally turns on, like to your point about sports betting, still not being legalized here in Massachusetts. So we have deals that are in place that will one day turn on if sports betting ever does turn on in this lovely state. It'll happen next year, guaranteed. Wow. The guaranteed. crane stamp of guaranteed. It'll happen. It's you too and far I go, down the road. We'll, get a steak, the road. we'll go get a steak dinner when that happens then, my friend. Sounds great.
We actually Tampa. have. We have. We have. We're uh, going out to dinner. I think November. November. Yeah. yeah. Sounds great. It's the weekend of Emma's third birthday, so my parents will be up. They'll have the kids. My dad got COVID. How's he? Yeah, that's right. How's he feeling? You, you were telling me a little bit about that when we were at the better game. now. He's better now. He got through it. I think it's pretty much in the tail end. He had a fever, cough. Um, was, you said he was vaccinated, though, right? He's vaccinated. Yep. Um, so the doctor said you'll be fine. You're vaccinated. Not worried about it. Uh, he got through it, and um, so yeah, he had COVID though. My mom didn't get it though. I don't understand. It's such a weird, weird disease. Yeah, my daughter had it. I swear, my wife had it. And, you uh, have it right now. I don't have COVID. I'm, well, did you get a test? No. The doctor <laughs> told me not to. What? You need to get a new doctor. No. Why? You have a cough. A runny nose. I, don't, I do not have a. I, I, I do not have a uh, a cough. I've not been coughing. You've coughed like four <laughs> times on this podcast. It's kind of the loogie loogie stuff that's going on. Right. I mean, the, no. The morning. The morning of the Yankees game. Remember, I went and got tested because I was like, oh no, I have a headache. I have a sore throat. Yeah, you're telling me that. And I was like, and I went and got a rapid test. I was like, I can't go to Fenway with this. Um, Smart. So I, this is this is no, this next conversation is not for you. But I need to talk about it because I because I tried to talk about it with my wife last night and she didn't want to talk to me about it because she, she she I watched this show and I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there have watched this show because it's the most watched show ever on Netflix, Squid Game. I've heard of it. It's impossible not to hear of it. I had only heard of it. People is like you got to watch it. You got to watch no it. No one to watch it. I know. I wouldn't. Okay. Here's my here's my take. You, I don't care if this, if, if this is going to be a spoiler for you, everyone. Just stop the podcast. Like, stop listening. This is enough. This is enough. Do you, do you know Hunger Games? Nope, I've heard of it. Never. Right, seen but it. I mean, I, didn't say, I know you've never seen it. Do you know of the thing, Hunger Games, the books and the movies? I, I know that there's books and movies. I don't really know what they're about. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Forget it. <laughs> I'm no worse than this. You need to do this podcast with somebody else. I'm sorry. No. So anyway, this this show though is the most effed up show I've ever watched in my life. And it says a lot because I've watched Handmaid's Tales and Breaking Bad. It's essentially, it's a Hunger Games on steroids. It's in Korean, but they dubbed it in English. But I turned it back to Korean and watched it in subtitles, which was so much better. By the way, if you watched it and you tried to watch the dub, because it's like such bad dubbing. It's like, it's like I can't watch this. It's terrible. It's like if you're watching like the old Godzilla movies, but you're like, no, 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 this is, this is, this is ridiculous. So I turned it back into Korean and I watched it and I read the subtitles. It's essentially all these destitute people that they round up that are, like, desperate for money. They say, you want to play a game? There's prizes, whatever. And they all sign up to go. And they get kidnapped and taken to this island, whatever. This is a show, not a reality thing, right? <laughs> no, this is not reality. <laughs> so the first, the, they, the first, they, and they're, the whole thing is they have to play children's games to advance to the next round. If you don't advance to the next round, you're eliminated from the game. That's, the, that's what they're told. The first game they play is Red Light, Green Light. And there's this big doll who turns and like monitors like if you've moved after they say red light like you're out. By eliminated, they mean shot with a sniper rifle and like just mowed down on this. There's 456 players, just people dropping. You're like, and I didn't know it was coming. Like I didn't know I didn't know what the show was about. I'm like, what the hell? It's got like blood, guts, gore. Effort. Like it's over the top of just like fight to the death. There's a tug of war game. That's where they're pulling each other, and if you pull the other per- the other team, they fall off a massive platform to their death, and like that that team survives. They go to the next like, 
There's a marbles game. Like you, 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 before you even knew what the game was, you had to pick your partner. So like if you and I were like close and we're buddies, like okay, you and I will be partners on this game. One of us was dying after that game, and like it's completely effed up. It's completely like again, if you too late, I just spoiled a lot for a lot of people. But I gave you the chance to hit hit stop. I, I, I have no. Interest. I had to talk about this because it was like, what am I watching? And I watched it in a weekend, and then like I watched it. I finished it this morning at like four a.m. because I was awake. Why are you up at four in the morning? I got a lot. You're gonna get the thing in your neck again. No, 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 no. You're gonna get the thing in your neck no, again. No, no. You're gonna have acupuncture. That, at least I know how to cure it again, but hopefully. Squid Game, so messed up. Just, I need to get, I need to talk to someone about this because I have some buddies who are currently watching it, so I can't talk to them about it because I want to spoil it for them. I know you're not going to watch it, so I could talk nope. to you. I knew Rachel would never watch it, so I watched it without her. So, yeah, I, 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 I can't even tell people you have to watch it because it's so messed up that it's like, it's not enjoyable. I, I also think like, I'm not going to watch something that I don't really going to want to watch anyway. And then I'm going to have to read the subtitles during this whole thing? <laughs> so no Rachel chance. That's the same, like... The same thing. She <laughs> goes, I'm not watching something I have to read. So I'm like... Oh. Yeah, I'll read a book. That's what she... She says, I'll read a book. I just want to sit here and not... I want to listen. I don't want to read. I'm like... So... The, the, one, the first subtitle movie I've probably ever watched... Uh, was the one that won the Oscar, Parasite. The, it was another Korean movie. Um, and I, I actually, like, 10 minutes into it, like, it, it becomes, like, it's just, you don't even notice it. You just read the words. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's the case. But you watch things to be um, entertained, right? Like, you like to get into them and you like paying attention, right? Yep. I have no ambition to pay attention to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't want to pay attention, right? Like, I don't want to have no, to commit and this to one, something. You, this, the, you, know, you know what I did like about the subtitles, though? It may be not be on my phone. I had to watch the show. You, yeah, you right. I can had understand. to watch it. Like, I couldn't be on You had to read it. Like, if you put your head down, I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're saying when they're talking like, in you're, Korean. You're going to have to, like, get into things and, like, w- like watch it intently. And I have nothing. I, I want nothing to do with anything intently uh, right There's now. some shows I watch that are not like that. Like, some just easy, mindless... Good to I tell you, I tried to watch Ted Lasso. You don't like Ted Lasso? No, I just, like, I don't care enough. I made it, it through, like, three or four episodes. You got to keep going. You got to keep it was going. Fun. It was funny. Parts of it were funny. I enjoyed some of it. I didn't say it was unenjoyable. But, like, I don't care enough to continue. Someone else is going to have to, like, continue this. It's like, oh, you want to watch? Fine. Like, I just don't care enough. Is that a bad trait? Because it's a trait that I have. Like, I don't, like, I don't care. <laughs> I... I, I I'm somewhat jealous. Um, it's a, but it's because of if it wasn't for sport, being a sports show, I would tell you, you know, don't worry about it. But like, it gets you more into like the sports business, and like it's pretty good. Sure, I, it's fine. It's you know, it's good, right? Fine, great. Good, I gotta great, go on that big screen. I gotta go on that big screen podcast. You, you went on. You went on the movie podcast. I didn't. I was in a movie. That's they, uh, but so were you. So was I. As we turn, we uncover. As I forgot that I wrote, I wrote the league and I was in a movie. Yeah. That, yeah, you wrote slips. an episode of the league, but it's funny. no, the final season. Jesus Christ! The plot line. Prove <laughs> the plot line. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Which I've been throwing on because because of that I've been throwing it on lately when I'm working here at home in this little right where I'm at right now on this porch. That show is ridiculous. <laughs> I have, have you watched watch that? 
No, of course not. Oh, my God. That show is ridiculously funny. I just, I don't want to commit to anything. It's not, it, you don't, you could watch any episode. And it doesn't really, like, there's not really a plot. There's a bunch of dudes that are friends who, and, a, and their wife who play in a fancy football league and they make it ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. That's fine. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll, oh, I did watch the, uh, this has nothing to do with why anybody listens to us. Um, I did watch that uh, Woodstock thing that you told oh, me Oh, to. yeah, Woodstock uh, 99. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Right, that was good, right? That was very good. I did watch that. I enjoyed that. Did you watch it and be like, "How did I used to like this music?" Like I thought. I used to love Limp Bizkit. Like right, Limp Bizkit and, was... and you're like, Ooh. yeah, kind of. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, this is not great. This is not good. I used to love Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit was like, gotta yeah, have <laughs> It was unbelievable. Everyone I did. Limp yeah, Bizkit no, it was the great. Everyone greatest. liked Limp Bizkit. Fred Durst was huge, gigantic. Gigantic. And then you're like was, Kid Rock. You're like, no, nah, ooh, like not yeah. really my thing. Uh, but it was a really, it was, it was like, an interesting dichotomy on like the transition from like the early '90s grunge into what turned into like rap metal. Of like yeah, the angry like the white guy, metal. like the angry white guy went from like it went from like the kind of like passive plaid wearing grungy era and then Cobain dies and all of a sudden it transitions right into this like heavy rap metal with Durst and and uh Kid Rock and Corn Jonathan Davis from Corn. Yeah. Like it I was have a like a picture this... with Jonathan Davis from Corn. He threw out the first pitch at an Omaha Royals game one time. I've heard he's a good dude. He was very nice when I met him. Yeah, I've heard he's like I heard they're like randomly like nice dudes. Like just like they're just Heavy I don't metal. know about Fred Durst, but I do know that... No, Fred uh, Durst is probably not a good dude. Yeah, I don't know. I showed you that picture of him, right? Which one? The one he like, just played now? a lot of Yeah. Yeah, now he looks a thousand years old. Yeah, and he's he looks like an old man dad. And he's up on stage doing a... Did it fall for the nookie? <laughs> the nookie. <laughs> like, so, yeah. For Woodstock 99. Rob gave a recommendation for a movie, everybody. Go watch Woodstock 99. On that note, we'll close this thing up. I shall. Uh, who knows when the hell we talk again? But uh, I know I'll oh, talk shit. to you very yeah. soon. But uh, uh, I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Live um, from Fenway Park. Front office features. All right. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs>